This is TMBC. And now, the podcast you've all been waiting for. It's the TMBC Comics and Movies Show, starring me, Jason, as your friendly neighborhood show host. Alongside me, starting his highly anticipated rap career, is High Speed Chase Anderson! Thank you, thank you very much. That wasn't me cheering, by the way. Yeah, right, totally sorry. was me. Settle down, settle down, studio audience. We uh, we invited some guests into the watchtower this week, so it's a little it's a little loud and crowded today, as you can hear the uh, applause roaring in every direction. Okay, I think we're done with okay, that. Okay, yeah, we're done with that bit. All right, so that went on way too long. We apologize, but welcome to the show where we talk about awesome stuff. Yeah, things that may just be cool. That huh. might just be cool. Man, you ruined it. I don't know. Maybe our name's grammatically incorrect. Who knows? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. You know. You're doing well? Or are you doing good? Did you, like, do something for your kid? I do good today? all the time, man. <laughs> There's a little old lady crossing the road. Mm-hmm. I didn't run her over. So I did good Oh, today. that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing to do. I uh, know. I just swore around her. Took that's out awesome. a cat, though. But, you know. Took out a cat? Man, that's... You win some, you lose some. That's true. I guess, I mean, I guess it's like... You added one by not hitting the old lady and then took out, like, point eight by hitting the cat. So you, you got point two. You're yeah. still in the positive. Oh, I thought I was breaking even. Um, well, I mean... Was well, a grandma worth I'm, I'm a terrible cat? person that, that devalues animals. Uh, you're a horrible person, man. Yeah, I know. Cats are... Well, they're cats, but some people think Vegans they're evil. probably hate me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, um, yeah we... Uh, dude, I was watching... I was watching Batman Beyond last night. Um, the Return of the Joker. Did you ever see that movie? The movie? They made a movie for Batman yeah. Beyond? No, I watched like half of the first season. Mm-hmm. And then I started watching Young Justice, which was a lot better, I'm going to say. Really? Even though Batman Beyond was good, it was more repetitive. Like, there was not a story. So Yeah. But, yeah. It was, I've never actually seen The Return of the Joker. Return of the Joker's awesome. It was it was pretty cool. Like, they brought back Mark Hamill um, to do the voice of the Joker. And you had like Tim Drake involved in it, as well as Barbara Gordon. Um, but Dick Grayson Dick Grayson wasn't in it actually He's in the Batman Beyond spinoff comic though Wait yeah. they're way old then aren't they? They are yeah Barbara Gordon's the police commissioner in, in this uh, story How old is Tim Drake? He's still pretty old he's like in his 50s or so But it actually so do you want me to spoil anything for you or I don't care you go, go ahead man Tim Drake turns out to be mind controlled by the Joker And so the Joker when the Joker comes back is actually Tim Drake Really? Yeah, isn't that insane? Yeah, that's nuts. I know. I, I love it. I've, I've probably seen that movie like ten times. Um, but uh, what's kind of funny is I was watching that and really enjoying it, and then the next day I look at my Facebook feed and find out that Will Fradel, who was the voice of Terry McGinnis, a.k.a. Batman Beyond, is going to be playing Star-Lord in a new Guardians of the Galaxy animated series. Yeah. Right? That sounds cool. I mean, I saw that on our website, because you're the one that op- updates it. And I, oh, yeah. I, I read it. A lot. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh sweet, they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy TV show. And I watched that show last night. It's like one of my top favorite movies right now. I still watch it. And uh, I'd like to see more. And I don't want to have to wait, what, two, three years until the next Guardians of the Galaxy? So this would be a perfect 
Um, like a bridge, yeah. Bridge to, to get me, to you know, get people um, that want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. They like the characters. Yeah. And as long as they play on the same like characters that they developed in the movies, I think it could be really successful. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I don't think this cartoon ever would have happened if it weren't for the fact that, like, Guardians got so much more successful than they anticipated making the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying I don't want them to, like, deviate too far away from the... Um, the movie, yeah. I mean, it might be more toward, like it might be more correct to the source material. Yeah. Well, I think I think honestly they're gonna base it more on the movie than anything because like on the on that's the, where they make their money. Exactly. So, that'll work. Well, and they've had some of the Guardians featured in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, um, which is one that they're they're doing right now. They're on like season three right now. But is that one with Drake Bell. Yeah, Drake Bell, uh, Drake from Drake and Josh plays Spider-Man in that. Yeah, they have the Nova. I've, seen, I've never actually seen any of the episodes, but I've seen a lot of commercials, and they have Nova. They're pretty decent. Is in, isn't he a regular character? Yeah, Nova's a regular character, and also Deadpool has been in a few of the episodes, who actually is also played by Will Fradel, who is going to be Star-Lord. Star-Lord. That's, uh... Pretty cool. They, so in in the Spider-Man show, though, they have, like, they feature S.H.I.E.L.D., they have Phil Coulson, they have Nick Fury, is uh, Samuel L. Jackson's version of Nick Fury, so I bet they'll base this on on the movie version rather the than MCU? the comic version. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's where every... It's so popular right now. Yeah. People love the movies, so... I Especially mean, it for makes kids. sense to base it off of what's popular, so... Yeah, but I'm excited to have Will Fradel voice Star-Lord. He was also uh, Eric Matthews for you Boy Meets World fans out there, or even Girl Meets World fans, even though that show didn't last as long. It's still going, ain't it? No. Yeah, my sister watches it all the time. It's on reruns. No, it's brand new, I swear. What, Boy Meets World? No, Girl Meets World. I thought Girl Meets World was like a spin-off that was pretty old. No, it's like brand new on Disney Channel. Really? Yeah, it's got the same people, so it's got Corey Matthews and Topanga. Oh, it totally is. I it's, told you. Wow, 2014. I didn't realize. Oh, well, for you Girl Meets World fans that are watching the Disney show, or Disney Channel. I don't think we have 12-year-old girls listening in on this show right now. Probably not. But if you're there, we're not going to yeah. talk about it anymore. We're talking about... What's next? Uh, yeah, we the next thing we're talking about is a couple couple of uh, casting news from the X Men universe, the the Fox X Men movies. Um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen may not actually be out of the X Men universe anymore, which is awesome because they're both awesome characters. Yeah. But this could be interesting mm-hmm. because they're from the old universe. Yeah, the the original X-Men universe or whatever. Yeah, and now they've got the the prequels which is a different universe. Mhm. You said Ian McKellar is going to be in Yeah, Ian McKellen will be in X-Men McKellen. Apocalypse and then Patrick Stewart will be in the uh, third installment of the Wolverine franchise. Yeah, so how do you think they're going to bring Ian McKellen back in time to what is like 80s is when the uh, Apocalypse Apocalypse is going to be taking place? Yeah. But they're going to have the old or the new Magneto, which is younger. Yeah, yeah, Michael um, Fassbender. Michael Fassbender. How how do you how do you think they're gonna pull that off? I have no idea because like it's it's really weird. Like and they haven't revealed any details on it. Um, the film will be in the '80s. Michael Fassbender is you know still in it playing um, playing Magneto. I mean maybe they could do like a, a fast forward scene where they show the future, which would be kind of weird coming right off of X Men: Days of Future Past, having another sort of future or whatever, because then it would kind of, I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see why and what they do with that. Yeah, well, and then on the other side of that, with Patrick Stewart mm-hmm. as uh, old Xavier, mm-hmm. and Wolverine, what movie are they going to be doing for Wolverine? Is that going to be in 
the the old X Men from the, you know, the original X Men trilogy is that timeline because there's two different timelines going on right yeah. now. Um, the new the old one, which is the one we all know, and then the new one that was established from Days of Future Past. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I hope that they stay in the old one because then they could do a sort of a, a, a version of the old man Logan storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they should continue it. I mean, I don't know how that would go for um, viewers and people yeah. um, watching the movies having two different parallel universes of the same one. One where it's um, in modern day and one where it's in the 80s, mm-hmm. but they're two different <laughs> universes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Whatever so it's, happens, not, it's not it, the past of one. It's a totally different past and a totally different future that don't have anything to do with each yeah, other. Yeah, so the past from the other ones doesn't affect anything that happens in the future of the of the. <laughs> the ones with Wolverine yeah. and Patch. Yeah, like in, in the new one, basically, X-Men, all the, the previous X-Men movies up until Wolver, up, up until the Wolverine would have happened. And then in the new continuity, you would basically have X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past in the continuity. Which yeah, would be yeah. interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's confusing to explain right now. I don't know yeah. if it would work. I mean, it, it would be cool if they actually went and do, did that, because I'd love to see... Um, X-Men with, uh, you know, after the end of Days of Future Past, they mm-hmm. come back with all the, the old characters from the original movies, Cyclops and Jean Grey, and yeah. Storm played by Halle Berry, and I don't know the other actresses. And yeah, James names. Marsden playing Cyclops, and uh, Famke Jensen playing uh, Jean Grey. Yeah, so I mean, it'd be cool to continue that, but also have a parallel different universe with, you know, the younger, different yeah. actors. It would be cool. I just, like, I, I don't know if they have the balls to do that. I know it would it would confuse people, but there's a lot of weird time travel stuff, yeah, and uh, that people you know just say whatever and enjoy the movies, which is my kind of approach is just like yeah, oh, yeah. whatever, just ignore because that's yeah, almost just focus on the story. There. Fox's approach to all these movies, like oh yeah, let's just ignore X Men Origins and the Last Stand, <laughs> pretend like none of that happened, add the same characters that are different in... I mean, they have Emma Frost from the 60s and the 80s. Yeah. And she's younger in the 80s. Yeah. So they just, they're just they just like, oh, whatever. Just enjoy the movies. So I yeah, think it can work. Movie. And they've been doing a lot of weird stuff like that. Um, new things for movies like uh, The Avengers. How they... Mm-hmm. It's never been done before where they take all these movies and put them together in one giant movie. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm, I think Fox can do whatever they want, and I think they should. So yeah, they. I mean, if if anyone's been getting it right besides Marvel, it's definitely been Fox. I mean, their their X Men movies ever since First Class have really been on point. I think they've really kind of turned that franchise around from a point where it looked like there wasn't really a lot to be done with it to well, a point where now they have a whole future. Yeah, Last Stand kind of just ruined a lot of the potential for everything. And then they and then everybody like lost a lot of interest in. Uh, you know, everybody's like, ah, oh, who cares about X-Men anymore? <clears throat> it's gotten way bad. There's no way they can recover from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're starting to. Yeah, and well, it's working. They're like, on course now because, like, I, I think they're honestly going to be doing an X-Men movie almost every year from this point on because of how successful they've been. Because they've got X-Men Apocalypse opening in 2016, and then um, less than a year later, the Wolverine movie will be uh, March 2017. And so I think, honestly, if, if Apocalypse does well, they'll probably just keep it on board to do different X-Men franchises every year. I'm on board for that. I love the X-Men. Yeah. And the movies have been great so far, even though some of the stuff hasn't made sense. Yeah. It's like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if they could get better at that, that'd be awesome, but mm-hmm. that should be no reason to stop making movies. Yeah, not at all. And I, honestly, for, like, there's... Just to have... Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen back in the X-Men universe, I'm fine. I don't care how they do it. 
Yeah, because like when uh, after Days of Future Past, they were saying that they were going to start the universe over, which yeah. means we don't have those char- those actors anymore, which, which kind of sucks, sucks. But it's yeah. um, it's a relief to hear that they're going to be back, and it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to come back. So yeah, I'm I, excited. I am too. Um, one actor that or one character that will be recast. Last week we announced um, three different casting for for Jean Grey, Storm, and uh, Cyclops. Um, one more that's been cast now for X-Men Apocalypse is Nightcrawler. Yeah, it's about time we get Nightcrawler back. I know. It's been actually almost 10 years, I think, since Night- since we had Nightcrawler in a movie. Or maybe more. X2 came out... Might have come out in 2003. Yeah, because like. the first one was 2000, and they wouldn't have done it more than three years later. So, between, I think it was probably 2002, 2003... The X2 came out. I even watched the end of it today. Oh, really? Seeing Nightcrawler, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> and I saw the announcement. I'm like, oh, this is going to be so awesome to have Nightcrawler back because he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. So I don't know why they didn't bring him back in The Last Stand, which is actually my biggest complaint with the movie. Really? I was like, dang it. <laughs> and they, yeah, then they're like, oh, we got Angel. He's, he's equally as cool, but we're not going to use him at all. Yeah. Anyway, enough of me ranting about how bad that movie was. <laughs> no, yeah, he that was 2003, actually. We were dead on. Um, nice. But, uh, yeah, they're, they recast him. Uh, the kid's name is Cody Smith McPhee. Smith um, McPhee? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's from, uh, Australia, which is kind of random because, you know, Nightcrawler's, uh, one of the Germans. Does he have an accent? Like a fake accent? I wonder. Well, the original Nightcrawler had a fake accent. I guess that's true. It worked out. Yeah. We don't know German accents that well. I mean, Germans <laughs> might be like, ah, oh, a horrible German accent, as mine was, as I demonstrated just now. But, I, yeah. I'm excited. I mean, he hasn't been in much, just like the other actors. I like that they're kind of, just like they were with the original X-Men movies, they cast a bunch of people that really haven't done a whole lot. Yeah, the original Wolverine, Hugh Jackman wasn't even supposed to be. He was a backup. Yeah. Ended up scoring on that deal because, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. That that made his career. And I mean, you know, you looked at outside of Ian McKellen and and Patrick Stewart, who really like they were known, but they definitely like the X Men movies definitely elevated them to to a higher class, even though they were yeah, you that's, know, that's almost famous celebrities before. But that's their memorable works. Yeah, this is their iconic roles as Magneto and uh, Professor X and um, yeah. <clears throat> Wolverine and everything. So, yeah, it'll be cool. The kid that I've seen him, I haven't seen him in any movies. Yeah, um, he was in... I feel bad that I haven't seen him in any movies, because Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is supposed to be awesome, and I still haven't watched it. Oh, I saw that. Oh, really? I don't remember him being in it, though. It's, oh. it's a long movie about <laughs> monkeys, so... Yeah, he played uh, Alexander in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, um, I, th- I think I remember his character. He He's the he's the son, or something. Something, yeah. Or adopted son. Info. Who knows, but, but, yeah, I mean, I'm excited that they're putting Nightcrawler in it, because it is about time. I mean, he looks the part. He looks like a young, like, he looks like he's out of the comic books. I mean, skinny, he really does. young, he's got his, his face, just looks like it could, he could play Nightcrawler, so. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and then, let's see, another, uh, um, a trailer that just barely came out, and this one, I'm, I'm really excited for this show. Um, I don't know a ton about it, other than the fact that the, uh, this is based on a show that was aired during, I believe, like the 60s, but it's called The Man from Uncle. 
Um, and they just barely released a trailer for it. It's directed by uh, Guy Ritchie, who's the director of the Sherlock Holmes movies, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Oh, nice. Yeah, as well as like uh, Snatch was another movie that he directed with uh, Brad Pitt. I I loved Snatch. That's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite movies. But the Sherlock Holmes movies are awesome. Um, yeah, that should be cool. I mean. You've been telling me to see that preview for a while, and yeah. I actually just watched it about ten minutes before we started this show. So good. Yeah, I love the music. They got that old, you know, '60s music or whatever. I gotta find that song because that was a good song. It was. But and it just looks like an old school, classy spy movie kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and it looks like Henry Cavill, Superman, is gonna be able to really show off some of his acting skill. Yeah, this is like one of his first big movies after playing S- Superman. Yeah. You know, you know, all actors do that. They'll they'll get into a huge iconic role like uh, Superman or uh, some famous character. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they want to break off and start doing other movies. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is his first one. That's. And this um, one's so different. Like, and he do, he does like that voice, like that acting voice that a lot, like almost every TV show from like the '60s had. You know, like that weird. That's actually an accent. It's like transatlantic oh, accent. Really? They actually no, they didn't actually talk like that back in the day. Uh-huh. But they used it for film. Well, that's actually right? back in the 20s and 30s. Uh-huh. Um, but 60s had the same kind of concept of an accent yeah. that people use in movies, but they didn't actually use in real life. Yeah, just, just to, like, um, make everything more pronounced and yeah, kind of dramatic. It. Yeah. Know? I love that he's using that voice because it's so, it's so like, surprising when you hear him talk for the first time, when he's laying in the back of the cab, you know? Yeah, because I didn't even know it was him. I was like, that is that him or is that a different character? And he's a different character. But, yeah, yeah. that whole first scene... He's hiding in the back, and he's uh, talking to the girl, and she's, like, looking out of her peripherals at this guy in the next (laughs) car, answering questions, and just like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, not moving her lips. When you hear hear something that sounds like a gunshot drive, and then he shoots through the window to to try and get the guy, that was funny. Yeah, that's cool, and he dodges it, and his head comes back. Just the way, all the, like, the the way they filmed it, I don't know, cinematography, right? yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing awesome. Guy Ritchie does really well, because that's another thing with, like, the Sherlock Holmes movies, is their films so stylized, you know what I mean? Like I love the stylized movies. Yeah. It's always like, yeah, that is, like, how Sherlock Holmes movies are. Yeah. Um, just interesting to watch, and, uh, you know, a little different than a lot of other movies, how it's filmed. So, exactly. I, I'm super excited really for cool. it. Lone Ranger versus Superman, except they're working together, but... Lone Ranger? Yeah, Army Hammer, the, the other guy, the Russian guy, was Lone Ranger. That was German. No, or maybe German. He might have been German. I don't know. They said he was working with the Nazis, an old rogue Nazi. Ilya Kuryakin is his name. But I, I don't know how to say it. Ilya Kuryakin. Ilya Kuryakin? Yeah. I, I uh, probably <laughs> slaughtered that. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. But yeah, he... I can't remember. Oh, I didn't even know that was Army Hammer. He might have been German. Yeah, it was totally Army Hammer. Um, well, this is his big first movie after The Lone Ranger, right? Yeah, which... which was one of the biggest bombs. They spent so much money on that movie, and uh, it tanked. I didn't even see it. Yeah. So I was going to, but I was like, oh, don't waste your time. Not yeah, I'd be glad you didn't see it. Yeah, was, I mean, uh, people told me not to see Green Lantern. I went inside anyway. Big mistake, so I'm... I'm I still watch Green Lantern sometimes. It's kind of like a guilty pleasure of mine. I hate it's that so movie. It's so bad, but... dude. I watched it with commercials, so it was like twice as long. Oh, really? But... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. the whole ending with him fighting the cloud was like, I was like, I didn't like it. Yeah, um, they should redeem themselves in about five years, right? I yeah, so about that. you got a lot of time to wait for that That's one. True. So. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Be back in four years. Exactly. Yeah, two, um, did you see this week's episode of Gotham? 
Yeah, I see every week's of Gotham. Good. I'm trying. I'm actually keeping up now. The last couple really? before this one, um, before the last two, I've like totally been missing a couple after like a week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this one was interesting. It was uh, supposedly a Joker teaser is what yeah. I'm what I think it is well yeah because they already had like that comedian that everyone was like oh is that the Joker no way is that the Joker is that really the Joker well that one was a lot smaller of a, like a teaser like oh hey you know yeah this one was pretty this, heavy handed this was a whole episode it was about this crazy kid who I think this actor this actor if you had a little bit more practice he could actually play the Joker yeah that he's like maniacal laugh he does is like perfect I'm willing to bet you that that's how he got the part yeah, well, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, the way he talked once they once they found out, because if you haven't seen the episode, you probably don't want to keep listening because yeah. we're going to spoil it. Spoiler alert, from here on out, pretty much everything we're talking about, we're spoiling, so. Yeah, we spoil a lot of stuff, yeah. so if you haven't seen it, um, just stop know. listening, go watch it, and then resume. We'll just be, I don't know. We'll wait for you. Be right, okay. <laughs> yeah, they can push the pause button. Oh, Okay. They need time to press the pause button. That's true. Okay, there's plenty of time. Yep, no we're good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, he, he ends up, he kills his mom and uh, blames it on a devil cult. Yeah. But, yeah, they find out, and he says, it was you, and once he finally fesses up, he starts, oh, yeah, Zinger got me there, Talk, starts talking like the Joker. And I was like, oh, that's actually really good. Yeah. So, and if you painted his face white and gave him green hair instead of red hair... Yeah. You could you look like the Joker too, so yeah, it wouldn't be bad. I his his laugh was really creepy. Like some of his acting was a little awkward, but that's to be expected of any young actor. But overall, like he was creepy and he did well. Yeah, I mean, not like all the acting in that show is that great. Yeah, of course. I mean, even Jim Gordon wasn't that great of an act. Like his acting in this episode, particularly, I wasn't too impressed with. Yeah, he gets really heavy handed sometimes. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, why gotta be so serious about everything? And uh, there was he's trying to act like too much of a hard eight. I'm like, dude, just mellow out. Yeah, just be cool. I mean, you can be a hard eight because he he goes like be... he goes all over the spectrum. Is the thing like he like sometimes he's like, oh yeah, I'm easy going, Jim Gordon. Then sometimes like and then all of a sudden he's just crazy like hardcore. He goes from one side of the spectrum to the other, and yeah, it's just he's like he's only got middle. he's only got like a zero and a ten. Yeah, it's like everything <laughs> else is out of, out of the equation. But what, one thing I thought was so weird in that episode, his girlfriend comes home to her apartment, right? She sees two little girls hanging out in the apartment, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get a drink and sit down and just be cool about this and talk with, like, and just be fine with these two little girls hanging out in my apartment. No, she's pretty messed up, as we can tell. She was drunk, yeah. Well, no, she is a kind of a crazy girl. And crazy. But, dude, when she came back, I was like, man, she's way hotter than Jim Gordon's new girlfriend. That's true. I mean, but, the, you know, the hotness... Crazy scale, Crazy hot scale. Crazy hot scale. Yeah. She's, she's probably just barely... She's 10-10. I guess, yeah, she is, she is really crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Um, but it's kind of interesting to see, because um, we already know that they're going to get married and have two kids. Two kids. Two kids, yeah. James, well, actually, I, I think that um, I think that he has Barbara with her, like, uh, you know, Barbara who ends up being Batgirl, and I think he ends up having James Jr. with his second wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But... Who was actually, in the comic books, his second wife is Sarah Essen, who's the police commissioner right now, or captain. Yeah, and she's not that cute. No, well, and she's older than him, too, like, is a she good like, amount older than him. Well, I don't, he actually, he's actually pretty old. I think he's, like, in his mid-30s. That's not that old. 
She because she looks like well, she's nearing her fifties. What? No. She looks like she's nearing her fifties. I bet she probably is. She's actually. just not that attractive. No, it's not that she's not attractive. Like she's got I mean, a lot she's of wrinkles. She's not ugly, but she's just like a normal lady. I don't no, know. I it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But uh, I I just thought that was it was so weird that she Barbara walks into her apartment with these two obviously underage girls sitting there looking for Jim, and then obviously you know Jim's not there. Like, how does she like? Why is she just cool with it and just, like, sit down like, oh, yeah, whatever? Dude, I was wondering about that apartment. I was like, whose apartment is that and who even lives there? Yeah. I was like, where's Jim living then? Where Barbara's obviously off with that other girl. And this is, she's come back after, like, five or six episodes. Yeah. After she left her other girlfriend. So it's like, you don't even know where she's been. No, no clue where Jim actually lives. Yeah, exactly. So, which is kind of weird. I mean, they got a, a little bit of problems... Um, with that. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, I... It's so weird. But she... Oh, and this episode with the penguin? Uh Did absolutely nothing. But they kept showing him in his failing... I mean, they could have made the point that his, um... Oswald was failing, which I thought was going to be... When he said he was going to get the club, I was like, oh, it's the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah, yeah. But then it can't turn out to be Oswald. I know. Maybe that's just a precursor to the... To the iceberg lounge because he brings back the other guy to help him out. I guess he's so. failing, and it they showed too much of him failing at uh, owning a club. Yeah, and he didn't even do anything the whole episode. After the whole, you know, Maroney finds out that the penguin is working with Falcone. Mm-hmm. Penguin's story has kind of gotten really dull. Yeah, because it was really intense for a while when they go to the cabins. Um, but yeah, this episode there's like three different stories going on. They have no connection to each of them because there's uh, Jim Gordon doing mm-hmm. his thing as a cop. Yeah. The Penguin failing at a nightclub. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a brand new story that just started that we know very little about except for uh, Fish Mooney is trapped in a human harvesting. Yeah, that part was so weird. Like, I don't even know what this is, but she's going to break out. She obviously goes talks to the main guy. Mm-hmm. She's gonna plan a resistance and break out with all these people. Yeah, that's so, so weird. But yeah, there's really nothing going on. Mm-hmm. They're kind of starting over after the mid-season finale. So yeah, it's interesting. It was interesting seeing the Flying Graysons in there though too. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think we'll see more um, teasers about the Joker as mm-hmm. well because. Actually, the Joker, or this, what's his name? Demi, Demi? Uh, Jerome. Jerome. Jerome? Jerome. Jerome. Yeah, he's he's in the circus, which would make sense for the yeah. clown, because, you know, the yeah, Joker's a clown. Clowns, circuses. Clowns are in circuses. Yeah. But, well, it's interesting that he's in the same circus as Dick Grayson's parents. That's kind of cool. That is really cool. And they, they show this, um, Dick Grayson's parents getting engaged at the mm-hmm. end of the episode. Yeah, that was cool. Which is cool. And they're really young. I mean, he's probably the age of um, Dick Grayson when he becomes... Yeah, when he becomes Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so so I, I bet it'd be like another, you know, 10 years and then and then that'd be when the accident would happen, which would make sense because, you know, in another 10 years, Bruce is going to be in his 20s or whatever and, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. true because Bruce Wayne's about 12, 13 right now. Yeah, probably about that. Oh, yeah, there's the Bruce Wayne story as well. I oh, forgot yeah. about that one where he's calling out his own company for doing yeah. dirty stuff. 
Well, which is pretty cool. I mean, uh, I didn't think they were going to have this much of Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Yeah, me neither. But it's kind of cool to see all the beginnings of these stories for... Um, because they're bringing up a lot of the villains. Yeah, yeah. But they're not going into too much detail. Well, I brought Two-Face in for one episode, which is cool. I don't know if they'll be bringing him back later. I hope so. But, yeah, there's they're not really building up to anything. Like um, a certain other TV show that I actually finished the first season of. Yeah. And I, I'll admit, dude, it's a lot better than I thought. And really? uh, even though the acting isn't that great, costumes aren't that great, <laughs> it's so awesome to just watch the show I know which is Arrow if nobody can guess if you haven't heard our other conversations about this in our other episodes painstaking conversations trying to convince you to watch it but yeah that's that's like it's really dramatic and it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's another hour long well I watch it on Netflix so it's about 45 minutes without commercials which is so much better by the way way better commercials suck what did you think of the first season I thought it was awesome I mean like the whole time they're always building up to um, this uh, was it? the undertaking. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, what's going on? I don't know what's going." On. Each time they bring up something new, and there's, you know, a lot of characters, and they all know each other, and they all run into each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, because they got the the cop guy. His daughter is Laurel. She's dating Oliver's best friend, and yeah, so just really cool to watch. And uh, Diggy is really cool, actually. Dig, yeah, and Diggy, right? Diggle. Diggle. His last name is Diggle. Diggle, yeah, they call him Diggle. But, yeah, he's, like, freaking ripped, dude. I know, I like him, actually. He's yeah, a cool he's, actor. He's got this, like, uh, he's trying to get vengeance on Deadshot, who killed his brother. Yeah. And they don't actually end up getting him by the end of the season, which is cool, you know? So they've always got different things that they're chain- changing yeah. and, you know, going after different people. And he's trying to go after the list, and mm. then he's helping out, so... It's yeah. really cool to watch. It's really interesting, and they've got all the different characters. They've had uh, Roy Harper in the last yeah. think, five or six seasons, and he doesn't even meet Oliver. Yeah, he's dating his sister. Yeah. And I know he becomes, well, obviously. He obviously becomes Arsenal. Arsenal. I've seen him in his costume, actually, and I think it's awful. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i I'm torn on his costume. I like it, but there's there's a whole lot of lace. It makes it look like some sort of weird lingerie. I just don't like the leather. It's like a daredevil-looking outfit, but a hood. That's a fair point. Yeah, I'm like, just stay away from the leather. Kind of make it look like, uh, uh, what's the guy with a mask? Cut in half. Oh, Deathstroke? Freaking yeah. I kept thinking <laughs> Deadpool. No. The DC version. Deathstroke. Mm. You don't see him with his mask on. The actual Deathstroke. You see Wintergreen in yeah, the flashbacks. Yeah. But his costume's really cool. He's got the scarf and everything. Yeah. But, I liked it. That's the only costume I've liked so far. Maybe because he doesn't even have a mask. It's just like a real army outfit with a bulletproof vest and stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. But, I liked it a lot. I, I love, like, all the references they put and all the, like, how they've got, how they're working towards an objective, but then, like, everyone has sort of their own objective they're working for. You know, like, Diggle is, is working toward finding Deadshot. Yeah. Oliver is trying to, to, you know, first of all, it was about the list, you know, taking out everyone that was on the list. Um, and now it's really about saving a city. Um, well, once he finds out what the list is about and what he, what his dad wanted him to do, yeah, that's when he starts like, okay, I gotta get towards this. I mean, there's uh, Laurel and Tommy. They've got yeah. their relationship. And crap, I was gonna I skipped one. Laurel, Tommy, Thea, Merlin. Yeah, Merlin, and then they've got uh, 
Yeah, his whole... Um, oh, yeah. The chick, the computer girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Felicity. Felicity. I love Felicity. Felicity's just trying to find Walter. Yeah. Because uh, she was helping him out and then he disappears. So, yeah, everybody's got all these different objectives and different stories going on. But they all inter... Intersect. Intermingle with yeah. each other because they all know each other. Felicity's my favorite part of the show, by the way. Really? She's hilarious. Well, I you got the hots for Felicity? Well, I mean, she's really hot, but, like, she is hilarious, dude. Yeah, she's really funny. She's really awkward, and she just keeps putting her foot in her mouth. <laughs> she's really cool to watch. I love that part about it. But, yeah, yeah. there's another thing that bugs me, though, hmm. is that nobody is understanding. Every time any <laughs> little thing happens, it's like Tommy's like, oh, I can't be friends with you. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Diggle's like, whoa, you went to save someone else instead of killing the person? Dude, I can't, I can't be a part of this, man. <laughs> you can come get me if you want. I'm like everybody, can't, nobody's point. understanding that. Like every little thing happened, they take it personally. Like, oh, whoa, whoa, dude, whoa. Yeah, I'm gonna go do drugs and drive my car into a ditch <laughs> for my birthday, which is supposed to be a girl voice, but yeah, I'm gonna go drive my car into a ditch for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, after doing drugs. Yeah, so yeah, it's a pretty know. good show, and I'm excited to get started on the second season. I'm I'm really glad you watched it, and season two honestly is awesome. Like it ups the ante so much. The story with Deathstroke gets so crazy. I'm so stoked for Deathstroke. Oh yeah, I mean he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I think he's cool, and the actor is really cool. I don't know when Deathstroke became Australian. Is he originally Australian? I don't know if anyone ever specified where he was from in the comics. Because I know that's what I was thinking. I was like, I mean, he could be. Yeah. I've been reading his voice wrong this whole time. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess in the comics, though, like when in the Judas contract, he was in the U.S. military. You can be Australian and be in the U.S. military. I guess that's true. I mean, you can be whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. You can be whatever you want. I don't really like... I guess I... You can't be whatever you want because you obviously are whoever you are and where you're hey, from. Hey, don't limit the kids' dreams. All right. Uh, if you want to be Australian, be Australian, mate. Yeah, just change your accent and lie to people. Awful accent. You got to work on that. <laughs> so um, yeah I love the show season 2 is awesome I'm, I'm really excited for you to get through season 2 and the current season the third season is, is, is pretty it, good where are they at so far in the third season um, there's a lot of Ra's al Ghul stuff that's happened yeah, uh, little, uh, what episode are they on because it's 23 oh, episode seasons right yeah they're on oh shoot they, the new episode is I don't know what number it is, um, is that, it's probably like 15 because that's where the flash is right yeah oh episode 14 yeah, dude, yeah. I'm so good at this guessing wow. thing. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Flash, yeah, season, they're on episode 14, and then The Flash is probably, probably on on episode 14 as well, I'm not sure, but, yeah, once once you get done with, with season two, dude, you'll be able to watch both, uh... Dude, I don't even, like, some, like I keep feeling like, I don't want to get caught up, because then I have to wait a week, and it'll be like Gotham, where I'm like, <laughs> like okay, what's going on? Well, once, watch that whole thing where it's like, oh yeah, that's right. That's what you know what they play before the show. Yeah, that's right. That's what's going on. Well, once you get caught up, it'll probably be by the time the the third seasons have ended. Because I mean, they're so they're on episode fourteen right now. Each season's usually around twenty twenty two episodes. Is it ever is it weekly? Yeah, it's weekly. So it's about seven weeks from now. The season will be over. But you think you got to catch up on season two? I can do that. Then, like a week, dude. That's you could. What, I watched the first one in I think a week or so. That's true, I guess. But then you got to catch up on ha- like on fifteen episodes from not only Arrow but also The Flash. Oh, that's right. I got plenty of stuff. Yeah, to you got it. But yeah. And then if you're like me, like I, so I actually got caught up on everything, and now I just went back and started watching Agents of Shield. So that's true. I mean, and then by the time there. that's done, we got freaking Daredevil. Daredevil, dude. 
I'm stoked for Daredevil. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back after Agent Carter is done, which Agent Carter is a show that everyone should be watching right now. It's oh, so good. Also, Agent Carter. Dude, I got too much stuff to catch yeah, up so on. You got I, I gotta bust it out now. So. You got plenty. Don't even worry about not having enough time. Because then there's Constantine and there's all sorts of stuff. Um, Alright, so next piece of news, um, we've got uh, Robert Kirkman, who is the creator of The Walking Dead, um, for the people who obviously know The Walking Dead TV show, um, was also a comic book that Robert Kirkman created, and then he's also responsible for the highest numbered superhero comic currently being published, Invincible, which is one of my favorite comic books. Um, He is getting a second... um, TV show based on his works. Uh, not only are they making a Walking Dead spinoff, um, but also... Spinoff of Walking Dead? Yeah, I guess uh, they're... Who, a zombie? <laughs> <laughs> Follow the zombie around. He's just... The Walking Dead a movie guy. Zombie, so. Just the Walking Dead guy. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> Sweet. But no, um, another series Walking that he created Dead. called Outcast, which is kind of like a, you know, sort of like a horror suspense drama type um, series that he's created called Outcast. It's uh, getting a show adaptation from Cinemax, or Cinemax is what I meant to say. Um, so it's a very Cinemax runs a very similar network to like HBO, uncensored, unfiltered type thing. That's what I like. Yeah. So the well, base, as long as it's not too, um, you know, like yeah. sexually with all this. Yeah. Say, some of those I hate that. Yeah, when they go overboard just because they can, I hate that too. Um, Blood and gore and violence. Exactly. And uh, swearing, I don't care about that. Yeah, it's yeah. If, if there's sex, like I really seen, that's when it gets annoying. But Outcast isn't really a, sh- uh, a series that does that, so I can't imagine they would do it. Um, I don't even know what to expect for Outcast because I've never actually even heard of it. Yeah. The first time I've heard of it is today. Just now, yeah, yeah. We were talking about it before <laughs> the show. Yeah, I I've heard of it a few times. It's just not really a genre that I typically you know watch or read. Just like Walking Dead, like it's just not my my cup of tea particularly. Um, but the quick synopsis uh, of the show and what they're, what they're doing for the show. Um, Outcast, based on the Skybound image comic title by creator Robert Kirkman and artist Paul Azaketa, follows Kyle Barnes, a young man who has been plagued by demonic possession all his life. Now with the help of Reverend Anderson, a preacher with personal demons of his own, Kyle embarks on a journey to find answers and regain the normal life he lost. But what Kyle discovers could change his fate and the fate of the world forever. Oh. Yeah. Da, 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 suspenseful They gotta music. save the whole world. I get kind of sick of like when it's like, oh yeah, we gotta save the, the entire world. That's what I like about Arrow is like, oh, we're just destroying the glades. I just gotta save this tiny yeah, little this, town. This part of the city. Part of the city. <laughs> the ghetto of our city. Yeah. I know, I know. I, I like that about Arrow too. I hate it when, when scope gets so huge. Like, yeah, because it gets, like, less interesting because it's like, oh, it's the whole world yeah. again. Because that stuff belongs in things like the Avengers and Justice League and, like, huge... Like like a finishing story, you know? Yeah, like huge culmination stories. Not like... Because, like, if you're going on a, on a regular series where the world is at stake all the time, like, it kind of gets old. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll, they'll do pretty well about it. I'm sure it'll be a slow build. Um... But another comic adaptation news, um, a book that we, or I guess a movie that we recently talked about that's based on a comic book, The Kingsman, is getting a sequel. Yeah, well, obviously. I mean, have you seen the movie? Yeah. How many times? It's good. Uh, I've seen it three times. Me as well. There we go. Yeah, we uh, we both obviously loved it. Yeah. I'll... We talked about it. Before it came out, we were we talked about it without spoilers, but uh, 
Yeah, it was kind of hard. That was but, really hard. Yeah, so the one thing that they're trying to bring back, because one, one of my favorite characters, everybody's favorite characters, was Harry Hart. There you go. Yeah, he pounded his heart <laughs> on it. I suck with names, so that's why I, I got Jason here. Of course. But, yeah, Harry Hart, if you haven't seen the movie, stop listening right now, but he gets shot in the face. Right in the face. Yeah. Is he dead? <laughs> that's what happens when you shoot people in the face or in the head. She says head. Yeah. I wanted to say face because it would sound better if she said face, but she, yeah. that's what happens when you shoot people in the head, and which sucks, but it's really good for the movie. You know, I mean, you, they yeah. want to bring him back, which it would be cool to have him in another movie, but mm-hmm. it kind of sucks when people like they keep bringing people back from the dead. It's yeah, like, takes out a little bit of the the impact. Yeah, because he's like. He dies, and then yeah, he's he's like the mentor. He's the guy that brought him brought him up, brought him into it. Like it, it, he's he's someone that's really guiding him. Like he's sort of his his safety net. Like he he's Eggsy's safety net, kind of the entire time. He's the guy that's got his back. Well, that's his father figure now. Exactly, because he he doesn't have one. Obviously, his dad died, and then he's got his you know crappy stepdad. Um, but yeah, then he actually dies, and and Eggsy watches it happen too. That's the crazy part is he watches Harry die on the computer. Yeah. And he goes in and he takes his place. He's he's Galahad now. Yeah, he's now Galahad because Lancelot, the girl, takes Lancelot's well, space. Maybe. And they need to make room for him because obviously he's got to be a Kingsman. Yeah. So, and it's a little different, you know, having a main character die. Yeah. Um, But, you know, yeah, it would take a lot of the impact out if they were to bring him back and be like, oh, yeah, guess what? He shot straight through this part of the brain that... Uh, Something yeah. happened, and then we brought him back to life somehow. He didn't actually die. Yeah, and they could easily—I mean, they could easily do it. I, I just kind of don't want him to, even though I loved Colin Firth in the movie. But he was the biggest name actor in the movie. He's the one who's won well, best Samuel actor. Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, but Colin Firth is actually won best actor award. He's won—he's got a freaking Oscar, you know. Yeah, but I mean, an Oscar doesn't really mean you're better than other people that don't. No. Have, there's a lot of great actors that don't have Oscars. It's true, but. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying is he's like, uh... He's the big main character, the one that's based all over the trailers. Yeah. Actor, yeah, kind of thing. And so them killing him really was a statement, you know what I mean? Like, and, and obviously, you know, it happens in the books too, but like, that was, that was a statement for the movie. Like, this isn't, this isn't your typical movie. This is completely, you know, not what you're expecting. This is something that will surprise you and nobody is safe. Yeah, which is awesome to watch. Yeah. You know, because... You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure if they brought him back, they'd make him, like, Arthur or something. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, he'd be, like, the head of the round table. I mean, that would have been cool, because they ended up killing Arthur, too. So now they got to replace another one. Yeah. So, I mean, it might work, but... And, I mean, it could tie a little bit back to, like, the first scene when he's... Not the first scene, but the scene where he talks to, to Michael Caine's Arthur, to, to Chester King, and he's like, you know, still after all these years, you're not willing to adapt or whatever. You know, like, basically saying we need to change the way we run things. And so it would sort of play really well with him, like, taking over and running things his way. Um, but So it could work. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't want it to happen, for sure. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, did they keep... Is there uh, Kingsman, the comic book? Mm-hmm. Um, does it keep going on after this It story? doesn't. Just the first story arc is, is basically it's a limited, a limited run, one graphic novel. That's all that they did for Kingsman. Okay, because I was like, if they bring him back in the comic book... Yeah. Um, I... That could be more understanding to, you know, sticking to the source material. But if they just want to bring him back, just to bring him back to make the movie big, I'll still watch the movie because it'll be a great movie. Mm-hmm. But that the kid actor, 
um, I wasn't too excited for. I was like, ah, he looks like a punk. Yeah, but he yeah. ended up being a really cool character, and I liked him in the movie. I liked him a lot. And the movie. way he developed into an actual Kingsman. Yeah. And the way he looked, you know, got the suit and the hair. It worked out really well. So Yeah, I, I liked that movie a lot. I love that they've got those young actors that, you know, they should be able to keep around on the franchise as long as they want, because neither of them really have much experience doing anything else. And so I'm sure that they, you know, have signed them on for, for long contracts or will be able to extend contracts without really having to worry about, you know, paying too much for, for what they're asking since Kingsman was their only movie so far that's... Yeah, I feel like a lot of actors that get, you know, their first big role, they'll mm-hmm. stick to it, like uh, Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's nobody, Wolverine. And then he's like, yeah, I'll keep doing it. And, uh, you know, some other people will stop doing the... Yeah, well, like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, you know, they did Magneto and, and Professor yeah, X. Yeah, I was like when, when an actor continues their iconic roles and yeah. stuff. Robert Downey Jr. as well. Yeah, he's one of my favorites because yeah. he's the one that's always like, yeah, I'm, I'll do this forever. Well, exactly. I think. Well, and he's saying basically, like, even if he stops playing Iron Man, he's already said that he would love to stay with Marvel as, like, a whether it's, you know, producer or help, you know, sort of, sort of shape the stories, be a consultant, whatever. He's already said that, like, no matter what, he wants to keep working with Marvel as long as they'll let him, yeah. which is awesome. I always like that. I do, too. Um, you know, as a side note for yeah. cool actors. Speaking of Marvel, though... Um, which and this is some news we we talked about. We had a little mini episode about, or, or I, I released a little uh, mini episode about. Uh, but now we finally get to discuss a little bit is the news of Spider Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for most people, it, people are saying it's about time. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting for a, for a long time. Didn't think it was going to happen because like, oh no way, Sony's going to share the rights to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, They're going to hold that like their big, you know, huge sort of chip that they can kind of rest their shoulders on. Um, yeah, but, because, I mean, the Marvel and the MCU is doing mm-hmm. fantastic. So, I mean, they might as well just jump on, piggyback, ride this all the way to the top. Exactly. So Yeah, I, I love this idea because um, basically they're they're still going to produce their own movies, but Kevin Feige, who's the, the head of Marvel Pictures or Marvel Studios, is going to be helping them sort of shape their story. Um, this will be a new franchise, though, so Andrew Garfield is out. All the you know the other actors from the current franchise, the Amazing Spider-Man franchise, are out. Yeah, the whole storyline, they're all... Everything's going. Done. It's all yeah, All our plans that we talked about in one of our first episodes, Yeah. all those movies that were being planned are no longer in play. Except, well, so Suicide Squad is actually still in play, which might end up actually being... The, the new Spider-Man franchise. It might be Spider-Man, or not Suicide Squad, Sinister Six. Oh, I was like, Suicide Squad? <laughs> like, dude, oh. you're in a totally... You're just DC. I was yeah. so confused for a sec. Sinister Six is still in development. I think they might actually turn that into the new Spider-Man movie. Basically have a Spider-Man... You know, the new franchise start with Sinister Six after Spider-Man's introduced. So, like, Spider-Man, the Sinister Six... So the Sinister... Is there, are they going to follow the Sinister Sticks, Six? Cinnamon Six? Sticks? Cinem- ah, fuck. Sinister Six. Sinister Six. They're going to follow the same characters and same plot lines from Amazing Spider-Man 2? Are they I'm just going to sure. take all those characters and restart it? I'm sure they'll restart it. Uh, at least I bet. Um, and that's probably a big discussion they're having right now. But as of yet, they have not canceled Sinister Six. Hmm. They will be releasing Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie, in 2017, which is the year that, that the Sinister Six movie is scheduled for. Um, so I don't know what they'll do with that. But... What this does mean is we'll be getting a new Spider-Man, um, and that's that's kind of where the interesting question lies, because Andrew Garfield can't play Peter Parker, which is 
personally my first choice, but it's not going to happen. It's a bummer, but it's got to happen. It's got to happen. So. And he pissed off some Sony execs. Yeah. But now this begs the question. First of all, and there there are two Spider-Man, you know, there, there are two Spider-Men in the Marvel Comics universe. One of them is the ultimate Spider-Man, Miles Morales. The other is Peter Parker, who has been the traditional Spider-Man. Which character do you want to have in the new Spider-Man franchise? Peter Parker or Miles Morales? I'd like to see the original because we finally get, you know, Spider-Man in the MCU with the Avengers, the thing we've been waiting for since, you know, Iron Man came out and like that little teaser at the end where they're going to start the Avengers Mm -hmm. and uh, we're like, oh wait, what about Spider-Man? And everybody's like, oh, Spider-Man can't be in it. Yeah. But now we finally have Spider-Man. We got to start with the traditional Spider-Man. And my, that's my personal opinion with, you know, Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Even though we've already seen two different incarnations, um, which were both great, well, had their moments mm-hmm. and had some bad moments as yeah, well. Yeah, there was some good and some bad for both franchises. But it's about time we make, they make a, like a really good Spider-Man that fits into an MCU. Mm-hmm. So. And so you want, you want Peter Parker. Who do you want to play Peter Parker then? Oh, dude, I told you, there's a list I found... And uh, one of them was uh, Dave Franco, James Franco's little brother, mm-hmm. guy from Twenty Two Jump Street. You know, everybody knows him, huh? And Twenty One Jump Street. Oh yeah, he's from Twenty One Jump Street. He's barely in Twenty Two Jump Street. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be perfect. They mentioned his name in the in the list. I was like, oh dude, he'd be funny. He's cool because Spider Man's supposed to be witty, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I think he'd play the part great. But yeah, he'd be really quippy. I guess he's got, you know, he's kind of got like that high, squeaky type of voice. So he could probably play uh He's got the look, too, you know. He's got the the brown hair, brown shaggy hair. Yeah. I guess, yeah he could that's... probably pull off kind of a nerdy... A nerdy Peter Parker look, Well, yeah. he'd probably be a little bit of a less nerdy choice. Yeah, but... kind of like Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I mean, Tobey Maguire was super nerdy. Mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield is kind of uh, borderline nerdy like outcast yeah but I, I think this will be a, if they do him I think he'd be really you know cool choice a little bit different than what they've done before yeah so I so I I like the idea and I like Dave Franco um I I, I honestly have really liked Dave Franco and I think he would play a good Peter Parker however I I personally think that they should go with Miles Morales for the new movies you want Eminem <laughs> Eminem, Miles Morales. The black Eminem. But uh, I just, I think that for this, for the new Spider-Man franchise to really separate itself and not give people sort of reboot exhaustion, you know, because most people now who are watching, you know, or at least general audiences, you know, whether it's, you know, kids that are even younger than us or, you know, the parents of kids that are super young, People watching this movie overall are going to remember pretty recently both of the new Spider-Man or both of the Spider-Man franchises, both the Amazing Spider-Man and the original Spider-Man franchise. And so I think that one way to sort of completely separate this from those franchises is to have a completely different Spider-Man, put Miles Morales in there in the black and red costume. Already right off the bat, he's he's you know a, first of all a different race and ethnicity, but also completely different look to the costume so that it you know definitively says it's it's totally a separate spider-man um they could even somehow have you know have a an introductory way of saying that maybe peter parker died just like miles morales is is introduced in the comics well it's kind of already what they're doing with ant-man is having 
the Having old yeah, Hank but, couldn't pass it off. Yeah, he's such a small character, well, lesser known. Yeah, that it's okay. But Peter Parker or Spider Man's so iconic. It's true. So I think they'd have problems with that, and they have plenty of room to bring Miles Morales into the MCU in the future. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I agree. I keep Peter Parker. I just think like. It could, it would be pretty easy to just explain that Peter Parker died. You know, he was a street level hero. Yeah, nobody wants uh, that though. Well, people want to see Spider Man. Yeah, I get you. I just I think that there there are a lot of people as well who would love to see a black Spider Man. I mean, uh, I'd love to see it too, but yeah, you know, in in time, you know. Well, and I think I don't know. I just think because like first of all, I would love, and I I think one reason that I want it to happen now is that I would love to see Donald Glover play Spider Man because. Donald Glover is who Miles Morales is actually based on. Because back when they were rebooting The Amazing Spider-Man, there was a lot of people saying, hey, if they're rebooting it, you know, to make it a little more different, let's cast Peter Parker as black. You know, let's have a, a black kid be Peter Parker. And then everyone started campaigning that Donald Glover play Peter Parker in that movie. Didn't end up happening. And so then Brian Michael Bendis, who is a, a comic book writer, decided to change his ultimate Spider-Man story and have Peter Parker die and then introduce a character based on Donald Glover and up calling him Miles Morales and and um, creating him for that series that's been around. I think Don, or Miles Morales has been Spider-Man now for three years or four years um, in the Ultimate Marvel Universe. But then also Donald Glover has actually voiced Miles Morales in the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon now. I mean, I like the concept. I like the idea. I think mm -hmm. it's it's great, but I think it'd be cooler to have Peter Parker, like mm -hmm. I said, and then, then have introduce him, him later. Yeah, have him introduce him later, and then even have them both at the same time. If we had two yeah. Spider Mans in the same movie. You know how awesome that would be. It would be really cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, I think. But, I mean, honestly, either way, I'm excited to see what happens because so far Marvel hasn't really had a misstep with any of their characters. You know, they haven't had anyone that's really been portrayed wrong or or mischaracterized or or done poorly in the marvel cinematic universe and so i i'm confident that whichever way they go that they'll do it right yeah i mean the the worst character i think they've um had is captain america but they've fixed him yeah recently so yeah in the first movie and some people loved the first movie but i i kind of agree with you that the first movie left a bit to be desired and as far as captain america goes so well and also speaking about spider-man they're going to introduce him, possibly, in Civil War. How do you yeah. think that's going to play out? Because in the original comic book, Civil War, Spider-Man is split between um, keeping, his, uh, keeping his secret identity mm -hmm. and siding with Captain America, but ends up taking off his mask in public in the middle of the series. Well, he, yeah, so, so at the beginning, he's, yeah, at the beginning, well, at the beginning, he's, he's sided with Iron Man. I thought it was Captain America. No, because he goes... Remember, he leaves Iron Man, and they have that huge fight, and then he ends up with the Rebels. And then he comes back? Yeah, so so it, he starts out Civil War being on the side of, of Iron Man, you know, working with Tony Stark, and then Tony Stark gets him to agree... Oh, yeah, he starts out identity. and takes off his mask first, and then he changes his mind, but it's too late. That's right. Don't listen to me. Listen to the expert over here. But, uh, yeah, that, so that, the thing is, like, that whole secret identities issue, which was the, the precipice upon the Civil War in the comic books, was basically the government needs to register superheroes because of this terrible accident, but then the superheroes don't want the government knowing who they are, you know, they, they don't want to register with them for that reason, a lot of them don't want the government to know who they are, but then a lot of them do because it's, it's good, that people should trust them, 
Um, but in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you don't have all these secret identities anymore. You don't have... Obviously, you know, first of all, Spider-Man's not established, but then the heroes that are established are Iron Man, who at the end of the first movie goes, I am Iron Man. Um, Captain America, who it's public knowledge that Steve Rogers is Captain America. Yeah, they have a museum exactly. for Captain Rogers. Yeah, Bruce Banner, the government knows who Bruce Banner is. Um, Hawkeye is a, is a government agent, so is Black Widow. Well, and then we've got Ant-Man now, and we don't know... We don't know if, if anyone the public knows. knows. He has a mask on. Yeah. Which is, uh, well... Iron Man has mask, a mask, yeah. but yeah, he's only the second person in the MCU to have a mask. Yeah, well, besides Star Lord, but he doesn't wear a mask a lot. Yeah, but basically, regardless, it makes the story of superhero registration not one that matters. Yeah, and there's not enough um, even superheroes to make it um, matter. Exactly. Well, I think it'd be cool to have um, finally have someone with a secret identity, and not Spider-Man could be, you know, not be like. An official member of the Avengers, he could mm-hmm. just you know come in and help. Yeah, but I think it'd be cool to have. Um, well, this is my prediction, and mm-hmm. it'd probably be off. But you know, in the Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. um, the superheroes they start out in. Uh, well, the first Avengers, everybody they're heroes, everybody loves them. Mm-hmm. Age of Ultron, they're going to start getting in to fights with each other and start making a mess. And the Avengers is broken up. We already know that there's something going to happen. Yeah, to split them up. And that's when people are going to be like, oh, these guys are dangerous, they're incredibly powerful, and uh, they're making a mess. Something bad happens in Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what starts the Civil War, because Captain America and Iron Man disagree on something. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of memes that show other <laughs> show what they've agreed, what they've disagreed on. One of them was who should be cast as Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That one I like that one. It's like, I'll call Tobey Maguire, I'll call Andrew Garfield. I'll tell, I'll tell, yeah, it's like, it's like I'll, I'll call Tobey Maguire. No, call Andrew Garfield. Civil War! <laughs> but, yeah, so that's my prediction. I don't know where uh, Spider-Man will fit in, though. Yeah. Um, I think there might be some... Uh, I think it'll be more of a teaser for Civil War, because they, they've already got the story pretty much done. They're, they're going to start shooting pretty soon, so I think Spider-Man will probably be like a post credit scene. Oh, you think? They're not going to so. have him? Because they'd have to rework the entire story, which would... They could, and they've done it before, back. haven't they? Well, yeah, but that when people rework the, the entire story this late into production, it pushes the release date back, which they can't do. Yeah, and it messes up stuff, because that's even what happened to Last Stand. Exactly. You were explaining that a couple weeks yep, ago. They, the last-minute story changes, and you saw how that movie turned out. Jeez, oh, man. Marvel has a vision. They're going to stick to it. Which is good. I mean, they, they've got, they have to change a lot of stuff, because yeah. obviously... Uh, the guy who plays Captain America, mm-hmm. Chris Evans, yep, got that name right. <laughs> he doesn't want to be Captain America, so they have to rework it so someone else is going to be. But there's going to be plenty of stuff that they're going to have to rework in the future. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, this might be where they start. And they they might. I'm sure. Like obviously, he'll have to be there in po- in, the, in at least a post credit scene. They might work him into like a small role during Civil War, but I don't think it'll affect the overall story. They could, well, because they're using, the the uh, theory was they were using Black Panther. Yeah, he's going to be kind of the middle ground guy in, in Civil um, War. Yeah, Spider-Man in his place. Mm-hmm. But then they could just bring Spider-Man back and move um, Black Panther's um, place in the story back down and have it replaced with Spider-Man. I don't think they'll do that for the reason. I don't think they'll do that because Black Panther is going to be having a solo movie and nobody knows who the F Black Panther is. Spider-Man will be having a solo movie, and everyone knows who Spider-Man is, and so they want they Not want unless to give... they change it to Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh well, yeah, 
But but either way, it's still the name Spider-Man. Nobody knows who Black Panther is other than, you know, the the civil rights activists back in the 60s. Um, who cares? Nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy were. Yes. And that worked out fantastic. But this is a little different. So. The biggest thing with Black Panther is they want to use this movie to introduce the character so that when you have the Black Panther solo movie, there's no introductions to be had. There's no origin story. It's just a story about the Black Panther and not where he came from. We should already... Basically, they're trying to introduce him completely in Civil War and have you understand who he is going into the Black Panther movie. They can still do that and split his role in the Civil War between him and Spider-Man. Well, and I, I'm sure they can do that. That but would work. I think it would work. I just don't think they can They can make Spider-Man quite as prominent because I think that Civil War will be focused pretty heavily on Black Panther as well. Because I think he will be the person that is sort of the swing vote between Captain America and Iron Man during the movie because of his the nation of Wakanda, the the technology and the things that they offer to the world. Yeah, so. I don't know, two different theories. So yeah. um, opinions and cuz that's the way I I think it would work best. I don't know their initial plans. Yeah. So but as far as I know, I think that would be a good idea. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I guess we will. Um, that that concludes all the news. So now we'll we'll move into our review of the week. The review. Is the sound effect? You should replace that with an actual sound effect. I should replace it with an actual sound but effect. Then but then me talking right now wouldn't make any sense because that was an actual sound effect. Yeah, I I'm too lazy to. Eventually I will. But this week we will be talking about Cosmic Odyssey, as we've been saying for like what a month now. Yeah, for a while. So, so first let's let's say. Uh, I'm going to ask you, why Why did you pick this one? Because you're the one that com- comes up with a lot of the comic books. Yeah. I So I picked Cosmic Odyssey um, basically because it's a really cool introduction to the DC Cosmic Universe. Um, you know, Marvel has their Cosmic Universe with, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Nova Corps, um, Thanos, Galactus, even the Fantastic Four. Um but, like, a lot of people don't really know too much about the DC Cosmic Universe. Um, so is this one of the first stories that they have um, these characters in space uh, doing cosmic it's, odyssey? Yeah, it's, it's one of, the, it's one of the, the, the very few from the time. So this, this story came out right after the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was a, a pretty cosmic-centric story that changed the DC Universe. This was the first DC event... That happened after uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. So this one wasn't a Justice League story. This isn't you know any team book. This is a DC Universe imprint with characters from all over the DC Universe. Yeah, which I thought was really cool because you look at the cover and you see most of the people from the Justice League, mm-hmm. and then you start reading it and you realize that uh, it's just Darcy called a bunch of his favorite superheroes. <laughs> exactly. You got people from New 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 Gods, new gods from. New Genesis. Yeah, from New Genesis. Um, which I didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. So when I first read this, uh, started reading this book, I was like, okay, this is something about they're fighting Darkseed. Yeah. So they're not actually fighting Darkseed yep. directly. Exactly. I mean, Darkseed obviously has his own plans. Mm-hmm. But this is a great story that introduces uh, the new gods, which I had no, no idea about. It explains um, the history and the how... It, it was created because Apocalypse is the dark world yeah. of this lost sector, mm-hmm. and New Genesis is the good world, and they've been fighting for a really long time. Something happened a long time ago 
with uh, with the original planet Genesis, and that's where they both came from. So Darkseid and his people on Apocalypse, and then the new gods and everyone on New Genesis all came from the same world. Yeah, and they were messing with the anti-life equation, which this whole story is about the anti-life equation, death, basically. Yeah, they mess with something. Subjugation. These two planets, solar system mm-hmm. or whatever sector, gets destroyed, and they're the only two planets that survive, and uh, they get lost. So you can only get there through a boom tube. You can't like travel there in a rocket ship, and you can't fly there with a yeah. Green Lantern ring. So this is a story of uh, who's the guy in the chair? Uh, that's Metron. So he he is basically. Like, his sole purpose in life, he's a new god, his sole purpose in life is to seek out knowledge and to learn more. Basically, he wants to possess all the knowledge in the universe, um, and that's kind of his primary purpose. Yeah, he's a pretty interesting character, because he just floats around gathering knowledge. I mean, he's probably immortal. Yeah, super mysterious as well. Because, yeah, he is a new god, so he's immortal. Oh, he's a new god? He's from Genesis? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, he's floating around. And for the longest time, he's trying to figure out this anti-life equation that totally didn't work in this war a very, very long time ago that created these Mm -hmm. two planets. And uh, he ends up messing up. He gets in there and realizes this anti-life equation's power is actually a being. There's like death, like the Grim Reaper kind of like super powerful. Yeah, there's like an anti-life entity in there. Yeah, he's a powerful, bad dude. He realizes he messed up. Tries to get out of there, get out of there, but he ends up releasing these four, um, what do they call them? The, uh, oh shoot. I can't even remember, they're, they're like four basically like servants of the anti-life, what, and what, I don't know what they call them. They're like it, it should say in the end, they keep finding them, but yeah, they're these, uh, just four powerful pieces that escape when Metron tries to leave, and he's like, oh, They call crap. them fragments? No, it's not fragments, I mean, I read the, la- the end of it last night. Um, but yeah, they're just four, if I can remember the names. Yeah. Four pieces of the anti-life. Yeah. And, uh, Darkseed, who is, uh, always trying to take over the world, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a plan. First, he's got to stop these things because he finds out, he finds Metron, finds out what he knows, finds out that this dude messed up royally. Aspect. Yeah. The aspects. aspects. Four aspects. And, uh, so Darkseed finds out that these aspects mm-hmm. We're gonna take out four planets, and each of these four planets, if he takes, if they take out two of them, will disrupt the whole gravitational pull of the entire universe, destroy the galaxy, and create enough chaos for the mega bad guy um, to the escape. Anti-life to escape. The anti-life, yeah. yeah, we'll call him the anti-life. Anti-life to escape, mess up. So Darkseed calls upon the superheroes the to help him out. Calls on. Um, Superman, um, Superman, John Stewart, the Green Lantern, uh, Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, Batman. Starfire, Batman, um, Etrigan the Demon as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah, he well, it's um, Mr. Blood, Jason Blood. Yeah, he asks him to fuse back with this demon to create enough power to fight it. Yeah, and uh, if the superheroes can't stop the aspects from destroying these worlds, and. Uh, yeah, so it's like really interesting because they're working with Darkseed, Darkseid, mm-hmm. Darkseed. I think Darkseed's the right way to pronounce it, but I always say Darkseid just because that's me. Oh, why Darkseed? Yeah, I think you're saying it right, honestly. For real? Yeah. Dang, man. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I I love this story. Like, I it, it's because it, it's a great introduction. First of all, it's a great introduction to the new gods. It explains everything about the new gods and apocalypse and and what dark seed or dark side. Dang it! Now you got me saying what dark side's <laughs> purpose is and what he you know like his the fact why he wants the anti life equation, what he wants to do with it, what his sort of I guess calling and what what his duty and mission is for himself. Um, it shows you a lot of detail to the the different characters of the new gods, like Orion, who's actually Darkseid's son. Oh, he's a douchebag. Yeah, Orion's kind of a tool. <laughs> um, and it like just everyone's ideology. It, it clearly defines almost every character in this book. Yeah, I mean, you got Batman because Batman goes off with uh, the Forager or for- Forager. Forager, which is my favorite character in the book. Forager's awesome. And they're the weakest in the whole all of the whole bunch. So like these other groups of two are trying to save the world with their powers and as we if you read you find out Jon Stewart gets super cocky. Yeah. Goes in, tries to find the bomb that's gonna blow up the world, finds out the dude's painted it yellow. <laughs> which was a funny moment. It's He's like, just sitting oh. there with a yellow paintbrush. Yeah, the guy I don't know who was that guy? Some fat guy with long hair. Yeah, just some guy. And he's like well, smiling. But yeah, and then Batman is just, you know, Forge is like, oh crap, I gotta go with Batman. He's just a normal dude, and everybody's making fun of him. But mm-hmm. he's the one that found the, his aspect the easiest. Yeah, I know, that's the funny part of Except it. Except he gets in a fight and loses. Yeah, and I, I loved I loved the art, too. This is Mike Mignola, who's the creator of Hellboy. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of like an old school, but it's still really detailed. Yeah. And, uh, and I loved, like, the scenes in Gotham when he's in the sewer and stuff, like all the shadows, the way he drew it. Like, it, it looks yeah, he so makes Forge cool. get a black and red suit. Yeah. So, yeah, no, white's not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to roll with me, you got to wear black i only work in black and very very dark gray okay you can have a little bit of red it's not <laughs> like that's one of the brightest colors i know right but uh, yeah i i loved uh that part of it i loved seeing um i loved seeing john stewart fail like as weird as that sounds epically fail yeah get an entire world destroyed yeah because they only have they don't have to destroy two worlds the aspects to destroy the two worlds to just Destroy the galaxy, basically. Exactly, Or the yeah. universe. Because everything kind of hinges on it. Yeah. Messes up, kills billions of people in the star system, yeah. destroys the planet and the star, and... <laughs> That's so crazy. You're looking at the last scene where Jon Stewart, he's... He's depressed. Yeah, really. he's like, he's like I can't have all these murders on my hands. Yeah. Martian Manhunter's kind of pissed at him because... He didn't listen to him and locked him away. He said, you're just holding me back. You stay here in this little bubble. Yeah, because he was just so cocky. And yeah. Jon Stewart's like sitting there with this gun to his head. He's basically talking about it. He's like, you know, it's it's. he sends the ring away or tells it, you know, to, to go... Find Hal Jordan. Find Hal Jordan, exactly. Um, so that way that he can sit there with his gun and and shoot himself so the ring won't protect him. Yeah, he tells um, it to go 20 light years away yeah. so we won't have enough time to come back and save him. Exactly. And then he's like, he's just sitting there like, those people died because of me. I can't live with that. He sits there holding the gun to his head. And then you see... Um, you think Martian Manhunter's going to come back and be like, it's okay, man. Yeah. But He's like standing off in the distance watching time. him, sitting there, hold the gun up to his head, and then lower it down. And then Martian Manhunter comes around the corner and he's like, well, are you going to kill yourself or not? <laughs> John Stewart's just like stunned he's like and then Marshall Manhunter's just like well you might as well it's painfully apparent that you're not suited for this line of work 
This profession is a tough and unforgiving calling, demanding strength and character. Our kind are called upon to make crucial decisions daily and act upon them. We also have to be able to live with the consequences of our actions and learn from our mistakes. You, John Stewart, are obviously not strong enough to handle this responsibility. You are flawed. So do everyone a favor and finish this, um, or and finish with this grisly act of self-destruction. I am sure Hal Jordan will find a new and more suitable caretaker for your power ring. Oh! Then just looks him straight in the face, and then John Stewart just drops drops the gun, gets you know calls the ring back, and then he just goes, "Screw you, Jones." (laughs) And then you see him smile. Yeah, that's his whole. Martian Manhunter's just smiling afterwards after he walks off. So great, dude. Such a freaking awesome moment. Yeah. Which is kind of weird for a comic book. I mean, you're not expecting that. You're not expecting some guy Especially not one from the 80s. Yeah, he's like going to kill himself and then decides not to. Marshall's like, what the heck, man? Kill yourself. Yeah. And he's like, screw you. I mean, that was his whole plan. Yeah, exactly. That was just like, that was quite a moment for for a comic book from the time that it was coming out, you know? Because this was, I think this was still before The Dark Knight Returns. Um, oh, and so this was like, this was before anything, you know, comic books had gotten really gritty or anything like that, you know, like that was, that was a dark moment. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. But I loved how calculating Batman was, like how Batman basically was like, okay, yeah, Darkseid's obviously up to something, so I'm going to have, I'm going to have someone watch this. Yeah, he has someone in the background watching Darkseid, Darkseid, whatever you want to say, and, uh, doesn't show you who it is, Mm -hmm. but... After like a little, I'm like, it's gotta be. I'm like trying to figure it out. It's gotta be someone who's powerful, someone who can get there really fast. I'm like, Doctor Fate. Fate, man, Doctor Fate. And I loved that, dude. I didn't even know Doctor Fate would be in this story when I when I first bought it. Oh, really? And Doctor Fate's always a character that I've loved seeing in stories, and I haven't really ever like read too many stories with. And so when he shows up, I'm like, what? The story has everything. I know. It's just, yeah, it's got. It's not a Justice League. That's the thing too, because. Yeah, it's just really random characters. Yeah, it's just the D- a DC Universe story. Like, that's I think the they should have more it. stories like this. I don't know if they do or they don't. Yeah, they, they've been doing a few lately. Like, the New 52 Future's End story is totally just, like, a bunch of characters from, from the DC Universe working together. I haven't actually been reading too much of it. Um, but, yeah, I love stories like this. This is not a particular team. It's just a collection of, of heroes from a universe. Yeah, some people show up. Some people are doing this. You know, yeah. they're split up. It's showing different... Um, you know, things going on at the yeah. same time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's really cool. It's got Adam Strange ends yeah. up on being on Ran, um, yeah. which is one of the planets that the Aspects is trying to destroy. And in the middle of like a, a battle between Ran and Thanagar, um, Thanagar is where Hawkman and, and Hawk Girl come from as well. And they their their two planets have been warring for a long time. Um, but yeah, it was that was so cool. Yeah, was, some of those new gods like Orion. Ends mm-hmm. up, he said, Superman says, go distract those old Hawk people. And I'll be yeah. back. Goes and saves the world, comes back, finds out that Orion didn't distract him. He killed all of them. Yeah. And Superman was pissed. So. Yeah, and I love, like, and that's the thing is, like, it, it did such a good job of actually illustrating the character of, of everybody in this story. Like, because that's one thing that comics had a hard time doing around this time or before this time was really separating, and especially in DC, separating each of the characters from each other, you know? Yeah. They were doing that thing you were telling them um, when we read uh, the Judas Contract, mm-hmm. um, where they explain everything they're doing yeah. and why they're doing it. It's like, I must do this because of this, but it's not going to work because I've got to do this. Yeah. This Something is what I'm exposition. doing right now. 
Yeah. yeah. Superman did that a lot. Yeah, Superman did do that a lot so, in this book. But but yeah, it's kind of cool. Because yeah. it's, what, 35 years old now? Yeah, it's a really old story, but it holds up, man. 30 years? I don't know. Yeah, and it was it was written by the guy who created Thanos, um, and also wrote the uh, A Death in the Family. Um, when Jason Todd died, it was Jim Starlin. Uh, I, I really like a lot of his stories. They tend to hold up pretty well. Um, but man, Mike Mignola's art just really like, I loved it throughout the entire thing. Like it's so, it's so different from a lot of people. Um, it's really expressive. Like everyone's faces were so expressive for every scene. Um, and just like the way that he works with shadows, the way that he kind of like a lot of heroes, he makes them look sort of not lumpy, but like kind of, kind of big, you know, and sort of stocky in ways. Um, and I, I really like that actually, but yeah, I don't know. I loved this story. Yeah, it was a pretty good story. So, yeah, read it and find out what Darkseed's secret plans are and how they foil them. And... Yeah. Check out a, uh, a comic book store near you for it. Uh, you can you can find it online. Um, I use InStockTrades.com for most of my trade paperbacks when I get them. Um, or this one, actually, I, I had to get Cosmic Odyssey. I had to track it down. I found it at a local comic book store. You can use ComicShopLocator.com to uh, find a comic book store near you. Or you could even go on comic or cos- the comicology comicsology. There we go. Sounds God. like Cosmic Odyssey, and so it was like screwing me up. Comicsology. Find Cosmic Odyssey at Cosmic. See. Holy crap! Find Cosmic Odyssey on Comicsology. Dang it, dude! Not Good crazy. job. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but yeah, track it down. Um, on our next episode, we will be reviewing the Winter Soldier Complete Collection by Ed Brubaker. Um, basically it's, it's the entire story, origins, everything of the Winter Soldier also heavily involves Black Widow and their sort of relationship with one another. Um, I'm pretty excited to read this. Yeah, I flipped through it. I saw a lot of people getting shot. Yeah. It's a sweet espionage story. A lot of what the Winter Soldier movie was based on is, is from this collection. So, I'm, I'm excited. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, is there uh, any message you want to leave the people with, Chase? No. Nah. Nah. Well, uh, check us out on all of our social networks. Um, we're at That Might Be Cool on pretty much every website, so whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just look for the username That Might Be Cool. Um, we'll be posting most of our updates on there. Uh, our Instagram, we tend to upload a lot of really awesome pictures. Um, we're probably most active on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is basically just another feed of our Instagram, so you're not going to find too much interesting on there. Um, check it out anyway. Yeah, check it out. Um, follow us. We are, our episodes are finally, uh, coming through on iTunes. Um, give us a five-star review to help people, uh, find us. Um, feel free to write us any notes. Also send any emails, you know, if you have any questions or anything, uh, for us to read on our next episode, email that might be cool. Um, or sorry. Email feedback at thatmightbecool.com. Um, and then also uh, give us you know any reviews and comments you have. Comment on our Facebook posts, anything like that. And then also sub- uh, subscribe. We really like seeing uh, when people are liking our show. Let us know what you like, what you don't like about our show. Let us know if there's anything we could do better. Um, but yeah, check us out. Follow us and, and keep on listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. This has been TMBC. See you later.